When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Netflix Life, a streaming TV podcast from Fansided. I'm Bryce Olin. This is Cody Schultz. We're here to talk about what's new on Netflix in August 2023. Summer's winding down, but we did get um, some some big info, I feel like, what we should talk about. We were expecting this show to drop in July because that's when it had dropped previously. We were disappointed to learn that it wasn't coming back in July, but we do know the release date now, finally, and we're talking about Virgin River Season 5. Cody, when can we watch the new episodes? So, this is technically a two-part answer, because for the first time, Virgin River is technically being split into two parts. This is where things get complicated, and I'm really interested to dive into this, because mm-hmm. the split of the seasons and how they're framing it is is unlike anything we've seen for Netflix, but Part 1 is coming September 7th, um, which this date had been announced, but then Netflix kind of walked it back. And so there was a little bit of confusion of like, is it going to be shifted? Um, no, it was but... never going to be shifted. <laughs> they they accidentally are. leaked the release date and then said, oh, no way, that's not the release date because they wanted to do like a little special rollout, I think. And then, yeah, yep, it didn't so... happen. <laughs> Did they nope. even get a special rollout? We just got some pictures. <laughs> Yeah, it just they dropped basically the the teaser dropped some well not the teaser just like the synopsis about the season, mm-hmm. um and then dropped the information like some photos and all that good stuff and no teaser no trailer just yet um, I'm sure that'll be coming in the weeks ahead sometime probably in in August since the the show's first part will be coming September seventh which that is a Thursday release so that's another first for the show it's been a Friday show and. It's joining the long list of shows that is dropping on a Thursday with part one. Um, And then there is a part two, which will be coming on November 30th, which is also a Thursday. (laughs) Um, And so surprisingly, I'm I'm honestly surprised they didn't do part two on the 23rd, a week before, just to have these out before Thanksgiving. Um, Because I feel like that would have been a good choice because part two is interestingly being billed as holiday episodes. Um, so part one will consist of 10 episodes. Part two will only consist of two episodes and they're being billed as holiday episodes. Um, I think there's, this is creating some confusion of what that's going to look like. And I'm intrigued to me, the split reads like part one is going to be the season. That is season five. Yeah. We'll get the 10 episodes, the main story. And then I feel like part two, the two holiday episodes might be self-contained of sorts. I feel like that's where my gut just keeps saying. We've seen other shows do that that have had like holiday specials. Um, 
especially ones that are somewhat similar in the vein of Virgin River. Uh, when yeah. Calls the Heart, which is a Hallmark show that's not, I mean, it's completely different in a sense, but same vibes, basically. Um, they always would do a holiday movie um, or holiday like extended episode special, whatever you want to bill it as. And it was always counted as the last episode of the season, but it was always typically self-contained, built around a holiday storyline. You had like sprinkles of stuff that had happened from the season, but you didn't get like direct resolution to any like the big cliffhangers. And so I'm wondering if that's what Netflix could do with these two episodes, because if they're holiday episodes, a time jump has to be coming because we're, I think, in the middle of summer still. And the show moves at the slowest pacing. Charmaine's been <laughs> pregnant for four seasons. so We've covered three weeks of time in Virgin River over four seasons. Um, yeah, they better do like the season on September 7th and then the two parter. That's what I think it's going to be. It's going to be probably like a special. Um, maybe they there's some passage of time, like you said, that can like, I don't know. I don't know where the show is actually. Like, isn't it summer? It's kind of fall, I think. Technically, Virgin River season four will or season five will be like fall ish, I think, based on like the Renaissance Fair episode and everything from season four. I think that was season four, right? Or was that season three? Yeah, that was season. Four, I believe. Yeah. Season four had a lot. Jack had spiraled. We thought he was missing for a day. Yeah. When he was just sleeping in his truck. He's just uh, as one does. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I. I'm excited though. Twelve episodes with it. You know, over the fall season. Um, I I thought that we when they said they kind of walked back that release date. I was thinking, oh, okay, they're gonna do five on September seventh or six, and then do like a month later october type deal um or or like a 552 that could have really been interesting because i think that what netflix will find if they ever do this dragging these shows out over several months is actually good it keeps the interest so much higher um than like dropping an episode letting everyone and their mom watch it in one day or a weekend and then (laughs) and then like i mean even revisiting it like a few months later for a holiday special I think it'll keep Virgin River like in the forefront of people's minds. And then we already know season six is happening. It's already been renewed. If they ever, I mean, it, now it's just up to the, the, uh, AM PTP. I don't want to say it wrong. I think that's what it is. Uh, to, you know, make a deal with the writers and actors. Cause this show is going to be delayed just like everything else. If, um, they don't do that. So Yeah. That was yeah. depressing. Let's go back and talk about the good part first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is interesting. I, I think we, I mean, we've talked about how we wish Netflix would do holiday specials and that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this is the closest we're getting to that. Um, and it is interesting because, of course, we've kind of come to pair and expect like Virgin River in the summer because season three and season four came out in the summer. Um, but the show did start as like a end of the year kind of show. Season one came in December of 2019. Season Mm -hmm. two came in November of 2020, I believe it was. Um, So it started its run off in like the fall months and then moved to summer where it became an even bigger hit for Netflix. So I do think it's interesting and exciting to kind of see it somewhat returning back to the the fall roots. It'll be interesting to see how it does traffic wise and like page you wise, page you wise, viewership wise. Uh, But I think what could help it is we do have the strikes. And so the fall lineup for broadcast networks is 
pretty skim and right now but it's a lot of reality tv um very mm-hmm. few scripted shows are part of the fall schedule for the big five broadcasts abc cbs nbc fox and the cw and so i think people are going to be looking for new scripted shows that they can enjoy and i think that's where streaming is going to kind of sneak in and get those viewers because yes reality tv is great i love reality tv but there's only so much reality tv i feel like you can take at a time before you want something scripted <laughs> And so I think slotting Virgin River in at the start of September, typically when fall shows begin to return on broadcast, right. it is a smart move for Netflix. Yes, it feels like a shady move because Netflix is a big part of the strike and why there's the holdout right now, because they, you know, the streaming services in general aren't paying the residuals where it's different for broadcast. So it kind of feels icky to say like, oh, Netflix is going to luck out because yeah, yeah but... they have said stuff in the past, though. Like, I think it was uh, Ted S. I think that he was the one that said, like, we're pretty well positioned because we have a lot of stuff like in the pipeline and stuff like that, which is like. I guess, <laughs> you know, like, sure, you you have a lot of projects in the works. It's interesting, too. So Netflix just shifted how they report uh, viewership to the public. Um, it used to be like the first 28 days. Uh now they've changed it to, I believe it's 91 now, how they're reporting. So, like, we saw a shakeup where Stranger Things Season 4 was the biggest Netflix show ever. When they changed how they report, it switched. And so Wednesday actually took over that. Uh, I Sorry, Squid Game's the biggest. It's not close to any of these. American shows, uh, Wednesday and Stranger Things. Interesting, though, with Virgin River Season 5, because I think if I just did my math right in my head right now, so September 7th, they dropped 10. There's that, those next two episodes are in that like 90 day window. So I think that we'll see two giant bumps for Virgin River. Yes, they're doing some weird division of how many episodes are watched by the number of people who've actually watched it and hours and all that stuff. But I think that this one could be a sneaky top 10 potential uh, all time for Netflix, just based on longer episodes or the, the bigger season um and dropping it at two parts if you miss it in september it might go away for a little bit but i think that around the holidays when people are looking for something family friendly or just like maybe have some time off work or something like that it's pretty well positioned to do really well for netflix which again like you said a little icky but yeah it's the truth i'm curious to see we we haven't talked about the episodes themselves they're just filming as holiday episodes so I'm uh-huh. wondering what that means. Like, are they going to do Thanksgiving and like Christmas time? Are they going to do Christmas time and New Year's? I feel like Christmas time has to be in there just knowing this show. Uh, that'll probably be one of the two holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's also like, could it just be all set around all three? Could they go from Thanksgiving to end of the year and kind of kick off that? It'll be really interesting to see what they do. Knowing this town... I can only imagine what kind of celebrations they do for like big holidays. If they're throwing like huge festivals where everybody has these elaborate costumes for like Renaissance fairs. Yeah. Uh, so there was another one too. Do we have one season. Doc? Oh, sorry. Doc and Santa. <laughs> yeah. Man, I hope so. Jack is like an elf. Do we got like a turkey drive, some toys, giveaways, stuff like that. I don't even remember. It's been a while since, uh, Season four, I don't even remember where the season ended. Do you remember? Oh, how did season? Oh, yeah. Season four was the the Charmaine drama. 
So she starts oh. to have like something's not right, and then she's like, "Oh, surprise, Jack! You're not the dad after all." That's it. Yep. And, and then he's like, "That was the midlife crisis." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which so, I mean, ah. I think it writes them out of a corner because I think they were gonna have it was gonna be really awkward with Jack potentially having three kids. In, yeah, three babies in like like yeah, just from like a production perspective, one's enough. And hopefully they have good daycare and they can drop the baby off somewhere. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Three kids at one time is is tough. It's tough. Yeah. So I, I, it'll be interesting to see. Oh, and there was also the whole plot line with the uh, the drug lady going on who just had invested in Jack's airstream business. Oh my god. Yeah. That's right. That was the other side the of this one. Jack's yeah, Airbnbs. Yes. Uh, Great. We found, I can't remember how I, I'm blanking on her name, but I remember she's like the drug lord and she, we found out she's the sister to someone and she invested mm-hmm. in Jack. So that's always, I will say, that is the thing that throws me with this show. It's the all, crime element. And then, yes, there's like <laughs> drug lords and like potential murders and shootings. Uh-huh. And it feels like two so there's real times. murder, right? The brother. The yeah, bro- the twin no brother of the abusive father. Yeah, so yeah. it's definitely very oh, all over the place. Did the twin brother get killed too? The 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 abusive parent is killed. Was killed, right? I think. Who died, <laughs> Cody? <laughs> Can't keep track. It's the same person, so I have no idea. Anyway, we can cut I think it was the it. brother. I think it was the yeah. brother. I think he came to town and was like, Where's yeah. my brother? And they're like, Yeah, that's sorry. Right. He's yeah. also dead. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think okay. maybe that's wrong. We could we're gonna get fan messages. I promise I do watch this show. It's uh-huh. just I can't keep track of all the plot twists they throw sometimes. It's a lot, yeah, even though it is in a short then... time. Yeah, like the pilot. Did that guy die? Did he survive the plane crash? Did was there a plane crash? We don't know. It never said. It just moved off that, real that quick. That storyline was so. I, I just have to imagine like Meller and not yeah Meller Sue. No, those are British baking host. <laughs> <laughs> That's the crossover I'm trying to manifest. I guess in my mind. Yeah. Um, Paul Hollywood shows up in Virgin River. <laughs> True. He comes to judge their holiday baking. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know why we are not in charge of this stuff. <laughs> oh, um Okay, but... so Virgin River season five, September seventh, ten episodes. Part two, which is holiday episodes, November thirtieth, the week after Thanksgiving. Um yeah, I guess everyone's gonna have to tune in. Uh but first we've got a bunch of Netflix shows coming in August. I'll just read through the list of every Netflix original show and movie coming in August 2023. We've got At Home with the Furies Season 1, The Big Nailed It Baking Challenge Season 1, Choose Love, Heart of Stone, Heartstopper Season 2, The Lincoln Lawyer Season 2 Part 2, One Piece Season 1, Painkiller Season 1, Ragnarok Season 3, Soulcatcher, Squared Love Everlasting, the Ultimatum, Marry or Move On Season 2. Ooh, that's spicy. The Upshaws Part 4. Who is Aaron Carter Season 1? It's E-R-I-N, not Aaron Carter, Backstreet Boys. Or no, is Aaron Carter the Backstreet Boys? Anyway, we'll continue. You're so not invited to my bat mitzvah and then Zombieverse Season 1. 
Um, so a reminder, these are just the Netflix movies and shows coming in August. There are also some great uh, comedy specials, documentaries, for new family editions and acquired titles coming as well. Um, okay. We, this is what we do next. We always just pick a few of the titles that we're most excited to see. I think the big one, uh, returning shows, we've got The Lincoln Lawyer Season 2. That comes out August 3rd. Are you excited for that one, Cody? We've got, is it five episodes left? Yep, we've got five episodes. This was one, it's still, I, I will say, I think they knew ahead of time that they were going to split season. And so it paid off for this one where we actually had a cliffhanger right in the middle to keep people on mm-hmm. like the edge of their seats, which was really smart. Um, so yeah, the the second five episodes of season two come August 3rd. When we ended the season's first part, Mickey had gotten like beaten up by two dudes in the garage when he was going to get some files from his, his Lincoln. Um, and he ends the season like passed out on the concrete of the parking garage. And that's kind of the big cliffhanger is who were these men? We don't know yet who they were. There's insinuations that we have guesses that it's something somehow connected to Lisa's case. Um, But we don't know how we know he pulls through. That's definitely wasn't a shocker. It's called the Lincoln lawyer. He's the Lincoln lawyer. He's not going to die or go into a coma in the middle of the season. That wouldn't probably (laughs) (laughs) bode well for the show when he is the lawyer. Um, But yeah, we get to, we get to see what's next and we finally, hopefully we'll get answers on what is going on with Lisa's case, which just for those who have forgotten in between the, the break between part one and part two, uh, Lisa is the chef that Mickey meets, I think in the premiere, um, who's then accused of murdering a developer, uh, Mitchell bon- Bondurant. Yeah, I think that's who his last name was. Um, and so we were kind of in the middle of the case this time. We hadn't gotten resolution, but they really have done a good job of building up this back and forth of, I do not know whether to trust Lisa or not. Um and so I'm really interested to see how it goes. I almost hope it goes. I'm kind of torn because to me, I'm like, would it be predictable to do back to back seasons where the person adamantly said, I'm not guilty and then was guilty. But then I'm like, mm. would it also be predictable if they didn't go that? Cause you're like, Oh, well the last person was guilty. So this one's not guilty. So I guess there's arguments either way, but I'm really excited to see how the case wraps. We kind of just started to get to the heart of things at that middle point of the season and there's so so much to come in part two um so i'll really be curious to see how they wrap it and how they set up a potential third season um it hasn't been released yet but of course this show is based on a book series it's got multiple books in it they've only adapted two so far so there's definitely plenty of potential to continue adapting this and it's a popular show it does really well for netflix so i'm optimistic season three should be a shoe in it'll be interesting to see how quickly we might get renewal news just with the ongoing strikes but uh if nothing else we should get an answer to the case which is kind of the nice thing that they've been telling these self-contained stories within the season of getting the beginning middle and end of one case yeah that's i think that i'm most interested in just seeing how netflix goes about um like renewing this show if they've already got like a secret behind the scenes renewal how long that we'll have to wait with like the strike and stuff because i think that you know, especially after season two, the cast usually renegotiates their contracts and stuff like that, which obviously I don't think will happen during the strike. So there's a lot of uncertainty. I do think, though, that Netflix needs a lot more shows, maybe not a lot more, but just more shows like this one that are not like, I don't know, that are not, I mean, it's high stakes, but it's like, there's a clear, like, 
like theme of every season. It focuses around a couple cases. There's like an overarching theme in like story that is like tying all them all together, but each case is individual. I think that that's super important to have just as like the do everything streamer. Like those shows are so important in keeping people subscribed. Like I don't think that, you know, I saw this one coming being as popular as it is, but it, it is super popular. There's a lot of people watching the show. Um, and so I'm excited to see what, where it can go from here, you know? Yeah, I agree. This was kind of a sleeper hit last year. I remember mm-hmm. when we all started watching it, uh, different members of our team, myself included, like we were really surprised by it, like just how much we loved it and how fun and different it was mm-hmm. than we had seen from anything else on Netflix. Um, we say this in a good way. Some people could take it the other, but it really gave us like classic USA vibes of when white collar <clears throat> suits, which ironically is exploding on Netflix right now. Hey, like, it gave us those vibes. <laughs> so it's not surprising now to see suits is streaming on Netflix, the first eight of the nine seasons and it's breaking all these streaming records and it's doing so well. And it's been in their top 10 because when that show came out, when Lincoln lawyer came out, we were talking about how it gave us that vibe of like those USA mm-hmm. shows of the past that were just good dramas, but also had that humor mixed in. But I think the other thing that Netflix needs more of is shows they can turn around quickly. And this is yeah, that absolutely. We're shocked. Like there was hardly any news after it got renewed about season two. And then all of a sudden we got news. Season two is coming and it's coming in two parts. Yeah. It was like, we didn't even know they had finished filming. We didn't know any of that. And it didn't take them that long to turn out another season. And I think that's what Netflix needs is it's okay to have all these big shows like your Stranger Things and your Witcher and like those shows that take a lot production wise because they have all these special effects but you need shows to keep people entertained between these shows that drop seasons every like two to three years and i think the yeah. lawyer is proving it can be one of those shows of dropping a new season consistently every single year because it's not that the production value is low it's just that it's a rooted show like it's not got these big supernatural elements so it's easy to film a season and turn it around quicker than it is some of these bigger shows that have a lot of special effects so i think it's one that Netflix will definitely keep around for as long as they possibly can. Yeah. And I think that that's, you basically just said what I was thinking in a much clearer and concise way is like the, like it's not reinventing the wheel to be like, Oh, people like procedural style, like not formulaic necessarily, but like it hits similar rhythm and beats. It has a similar feel to like other popular shows. Like people like things that are familiar that is not like exclusive to tv or movies that's just like life i feel like so like it makes sense why the lincoln lawyer in suits and all of these other shows do incredibly well on netflix because people like stuff like this and so it's kind of like i think that the next thing is like where is the medical drama from netflix like (laughs) it like how like Grey's Anatomy is doing well still for like 40 years, but like where I feel like that we're so close to like Netflix med or something like that, you know? I mean, given the success of Grey's Anatomy over the years on Netflix, I'm honestly shocked that they haven't tried to do their own medical drama. I mean, it just makes sense. It's like, that's what's kept Grey's going on ABC is that these new generations are always finding it on Netflix and starting from the beginning and diving in so that when the new season's airing on broadcast, they're following along because they've binged it and they caught up on Netflix and they want more episodes. So it's, it is surprising that Netflix has never tried to do its own medical drama. Um, maybe, you we'll know, who also into... has an overall deal with Netflix, Cody, 
Shonda Rhimes. Does she still have an overall deal? I'm pretty sure she does. So yeah, I think she's still under her deal. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Grey's Anatomy too? That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so interestingly, even more interestingly, Netflix <laughs> is going. <laughs> where transitions are killing it. August third, so that's the Lincoln Lawyer season two, part two, Heartstopper season two, the same day. Interesting. Especially when the rest of the month, as I mentioned, all of those other new shows and movies, not that many in comparison to other, you know, I mean, the more recent episodes of the podcast we've done, the list is twice as long of new releases coming to Netflix. So why drop two of your best shows, biggest shows on the same day? Maybe there's not crossover among the audience, but it's just kind of puzzling that this is what we're doing, you know? Yeah, it's, I feel like it's a really interesting decision to make because, yeah, Heartstopper was a, a pretty big success for them last season with its first mm-hmm. season as well. And it's like, yes, there's other big shows coming, but they're kind of tiered out like across. And I feel like they could have easily put these two a week apart at least. Granted, it's nothing new for Netflix to release a new mm-hmm. like, comedy. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think Heartstopper, that's a fair draw. Like it's in that teen dramedy comedy kind of area Mm -hmm. but we've seen them do it a lot because like never have i ever got often paired the same release week as other big releases on the drama side yeah um so i mean it's not uncommon for them to drop things at the same week it just feels like such a weird choice especially knowing you'd want to keep audiences around and you'd think they would want to tear out some of their bigger shows Um, right it's it's i don't know it's puzzling i almost wonder part of it was because they want to get ahead of a certain movie coming to Amazon on August 11th, uh, which is Red, White, and Royal Blue. Um, interesting. Which I feel like there is a lot of crossover with those two audiences. And so part of me wonders if that's why Netflix is running it out <laughs> the first week. Because <laughs> they're like, let, have... us, let us get ahead yeah. of this. I think we need to do a deep dive investigation into when Amazon announced uh, RWRB release date and when netflix was like hey wait a second if it happened if it happened after amazon was already like here's when this is coming out that's that's sneaky that's that's a little like i mean it's fair fair play all around but it's also just because we know i mean this is like a very like as long as movies have been around like studios going back and forth about like pairing different movies on the same day going at it uh barbie and oppenheimer like show like there's a big light obviously shown on that because of like polar opposite ends of like the spectrum here of, of filmmaking, but um, to go in and try to steal the audience before <laughs> to capitalize, to be like, ah, there's another fun thing. It's like when they used to do like football documentaries and stuff around the Super Bowl or like seasons of football shows around the Super Bowl. They're like, I think that people might like football or whatever, or like Taylor Swift, I think, or Rihanna, they, they do stuff around like, they're big events. I guess that's just marketing, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like that did play into it because if they had delayed it a week, it would have come out the day before. Um, So that might be them just trying to hedge their bets and not having two competing. Like I said, because I'm sure both of these fans are going to tune into both of them. Uh, But I think there's a lot of crossover with those two titles more than Lincoln lawyer and Heartstopper. And so I do wonder if that factored into let's get Heartstopper out a week before instead of the same week or the week after. Because um, I also still admit, I think Netflix, Red, White, Red, White, and Royal Blue 
feels like it could have been a Netflix movie. It even has stars that starred in Netflix movies. And I wonder if there's a bitterness of crap. We let this one slip through and now fans are very excited for it. And it's going to Amazon instead of us. Um, but Heartstopper season two, I got to stop myself from going down the uh, rabbit hole for the other one. Um, <laughs> yeah. We're the Cody, this is a Netflix podcast. <laughs> Amazon uh, is tomorrow. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so Heartstopper season two, it is coming August 3rd, as you mentioned. Uh, we're going to see Nick and Charlie. Their, their class is going to Paris this year which is going to be interesting to see how that dynamic plays in um and it just i don't know i'm really interested to see how season two shapes up season one was such a sweet like perfect story um and i think people are just excited to see more of nick and charlie and kind of see their relationship continue to develop now that they're officially together and uh what challenges you know as they have to approach different things so i think it'll be another good season i think fans will really enjoy it um there's def- that first week will really be a busy week for Netflix and then we kind of mm-hmm. go a bit before the next big big release of the month. I mean, I do think the nailed it baking show will mm-hmm. probably do well. It is different from what we've seen in the past. It's kind of a I see it as almost like worst cooks on Food Network and that they take these bakers right. who can't bake over the course of the season, they gradually learn and like that's the whole point instead of just oh, I did this and it's one can one-offs we get to see but mm-hmm. i think the other look at how bad this is kind of <laughs> exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah we get to see growth which i'm excited i think i'm gonna check it out and that one's but i think the other big one comes at the very very end of the month um mm-hmm. and that's the release of one piece season one on august 31st netflix is on the promo train for this one has been plugging it it was their big flagship thing at to doom they plugged it every opportunity they have they've, they've dropped trailers and teasers what do you think of this one, though? I'm curious to see your I'm thoughts. I'm seeing... Yeah, you're right, though. Like, I... You don't... I mean, Netflix does promote stuff, like, on social media. Like, you know, like, you'll get sponsored stuff. But, like, Twitter or X or whatever it's called now. Like, I'm seeing a lot of promoted stuff. And I'm like, is this my feed or, like, other people? Yeah, I think... So, One Piece, it's based on um, the manga of the same name. There's so many volumes of this. Like, fans have been... I think it's been, like... I don't want to misspeak but like years and years and years uh, uh of fans of this there's the anime series with like i think there's like 700 dubbed english episodes over a thousand episodes um in japanese so there, there's the audience is huge for this show um netflix is making it live action uh they filmed in south africa i think last year and built all of these like extraordinary sets um, you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I've seen, you know, a few trailers, like the trailers. The I saw one that didn't have a lot of CGI. The new ones look really good. Uh, but it tells the story of uh, Monkey D. Luffy and uh, the gang of Straw Hat Pirates as they're searching for the legendary One Piece treasure. So if you guys like pirates, which I do, you probably should check it out. What's interesting is like with a lot of anime adaptations and like not, it's not weird. It's just bringing it to life. They're so like, I don't know, have a certain style that is challenging to bring to the mainstream audiences and there's a lot of little quirks and stuff that like, you know, when you're reading like a comic or a manga or whatever, feel really cool and interesting. And then when you see them play out on like in live action can seem really cheesy and weird. And uh, this show it's, I think it's right on like the sword's edge, if you will, it can really go either way. We saw, what was it? Cowboy Bebop was another one, super famous anime comes to Netflix in live action with like a stellar cast. I really um, thought that they nailed that aspect of it, but like the story just wasn't there. And like the audience specifically was not there to like make it a hit, you know, for Netflix. And that's what Netflix is kind of banking on with one piece. It's getting a pretty big like summer release slot. I feel like kind of a make or break. Like there are rumors that like this is one of the most expensive Netflix shows of all time. There's other rumors that they had to go back and reshoot a lot of stuff uh, because it wasn't up to snuff. And so it really is going to be interesting to see how this goes. I'm super excited for it. I think it looks awesome from like a fantasy perspective. But the kicker is like fantasy typically doesn't perform super well on Netflix. I think Shadow and Bone did okay season one. Sweet Tooth did okay. I guess Sweet Tooth, it's fantasy in my mind. Did okay season one. Season two was not that great in terms of like overall performance. It's already been renewed and filmed for season three. Trying to think of some other ones. The Witcher, huge season one opening. Not really sure who finished it. It got better with season two and season three in my opinion. So, but even still, like it's not cracking. It's on the top 10, but it's not getting into like those huge, like the night agent, Outer Banks. Uh, Ginny and Georgia numbers Wednesday that we've stranger things that we've seen recently. So um, it has a huge fan base all over the world. I've talked to her forever about this, but it, it could like, it could be like, I could see it really going like we could go squid game level big. If it's good. It's great. I guess it could go like cowboy Bebop, And I really flip a coin. I really don't know like what it's going to do. <laughs> I haven't seen it, though. I haven't got screeners yet. I'm really excited. I'm hoping Netflix sends some stuff out so we can see it early and, like, kind of gauge where things are, though, soon. Yeah, I mean, Treasure and Pirates, I mean, that seems like it's my jam. It's Outer Banks and 
yeah <laughs> described in a weirder. few words but weird. yeah it'll be weird <laughs> yeah. i mean I, I, yeah. I agree every time I, i've seen promo for this one i keep going back to cowboy bebop and like how similar it is like netflix pushed that one so hard did a big promo hoping it would be like their mm-hmm. first big got like, a holiday hit. release yeah and it flopped mm-hmm. so hard i mean it was canceled i think wasn't it very very fast like within after? a like, month yeah like a yeah. month came like it was like oof yeah and it wasn't yeah. like so bad but like it just really is challenging i feel like to the like the same thing with avatar the last airbender which was supposed to come out this year but it has been pushed to 2024 like that's not anime necessarily but like it, i think that there's a lot of similarities and like with these world big world building shows with like the tech that they're using to film it and how expensive like it has to be like massive to for netflix just how they do business to justify getting another season like they want a certain number and if it doesn't hit that number it doesn't go anywhere usually unless they like really have invested like the witcher is one where it's like i don't know how the viewership necessarily reflects how well that show's doing but that one's got like prequels and sequels like they've really invested in the world of that show one piece could be similar they're going you know the cast is a little bit less well known if known at all like truly like so there's not a lot of huge stars and it's like they skew younger like it's a lot of young adults in the show um which we've seen can go really either way too so i don't know pirates though gotta love them (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's gonna be it'll be interesting i do i think it's hard it's easier to adapt a live action to animate it because then you can do more it's the flip side when you're going from animation into live action because suddenly things Mm -hmm. you can do animation it's not as easy to pull off in live action and it does not always look good. And so making yeah. it look good is the hard thing too. And I feel like that's where some of these shows that we've seen in the past that have been adaptations of an animated series or movie, they struggle because fans are comparing them to the source materials. And when the effects aren't there, they go, Oh wait, this looks bad. Like they shouldn't have done this. And it's going to yeah. be interesting. Cause I feel like there's fans are also very protective of this show and this Absolutely. like IP. And so I think, think there's like if the fans aren't into it right at the start in that first episode it will turn quickly on them yeah they will be very vocal and i know this is an audience it'll be very very vocal that's the hard thing too because a lot of netflix like you take for like squid game which was like really word of mouth like didn't get a lot of promo and by a couple weeks in maybe two months in it's like literally everyone in the world is talking about this show on social media and stuff. And it's just going up and up and up where I feel like that we've seen the opposite can happen. If that initial reaction is like, Oh, this sucks. It's the worst thing ever. Like it can really tank a release. And may, and it's hard to say, it's like, is it the like chicken or the egg? Is it like, is it because everyone says this sucks that people don't watch it or does it actually suck? And that's why people are watching it. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to say exactly, but I feel like that, like that initial reaction can really turn people off to be like, oh, I heard this was bad. I'm not going to check it out. Or, oh, I heard this was really good is like the other part of it that it, when that happens can like, we've seen it so many times on Netflix specifically is like when you have 200 million subscribers and like, I want to, without the password sharing, like almost every person 
I would bet had some access to like Netflix access in some capacity with their family, friends, stealing people's accounts. Like that happened to me. Um, but yeah, like it, it, like stuff like that, like it can really, like you can get really huge numbers, like the night agent coming out of nowhere to pull off, like one of the biggest Netflix releases of all time that like, I'd never even heard of it before the week before it came out, you know? Yeah. I think what we've kind of landed on is there's going to be no middle ground for this one. Either it's going to be Mm -hmm. a big hit for them or we're going to be looking at other big flops. So fingers crossed it goes the the first direction and is a good hit and the fans really love it and it's the adaptation they've hoped for if not i you know i don't think i think it's time netflix maybe (laughs) moves away from anime (laughs) i think that this is like the shot like Mm -hmm. we've seen i guess they still like i said it's not uh anime genre but like avatar the last airbender has already been in so like they got really two chances here and I think that they'll probably, I think they'll probably go away from like a lot of um, just ad- adaptations like that anyway, even if these are successful and they're just hoping that these could be like the next like Game of Thrones. <laughs> like, I think that that are like Stranger Things with mm-hmm. with that ending soon. It's like, these are kind of, the bankroll is huge. So it's got to work out. Um yeah. I, I mean, I was trying to think of a clever transition. I but mean, I, I speaking of things there. having to work out, this one. They oh, have here we go. Big yeah, thing. there we go. Ironically, also on August 31st, Netflix is dropping their a new rom-com movie called Choose Love. And it's their very first interactive movie um, where basically viewers get to decide the ending. So mm-hmm. there's the story is uh, Laura Morano, who has starred in a several Netflix movies, um in the past stars is um a woman named cammy whose fate is ultimately decided by the viewers so across the movie i there will be different options that you can take the story in different directions there's multiple endings all based upon what you pick and the heart of the rom-com is basically exploring which relationship you want to see win in the end i guess is work out in the end it's like competitive real-time shipping (laughs) yeah it pretty much is it's like when you're watching it's like who do you want to see this character with and there's three options that'll get to play out across the movie there's the current boyfriend named paul uh, a british rock star named rex and then her first love who got away named jack so you get to i'm very curious to see we haven't gotten a trailer yet for it as of the filming of this episode very little is known beyond that initial interactive element um it'll be interesting to see how this one's received and how audiences perceive it just since they could be talking about very different endings when it comes to like social media like oh yeah I love that she ended up with this person they're like wait a minute i got her to end up with this person it just sounds it's like a video chaotic. game movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but i don't I know how to feel about this yeah i'll probably check it out just because i like to see how it functions and stuff like that i'm not like super into like i just would rather be confident in your story and tell me what the story is that you have don't let me choose i don't want to be the one with the (laughs) remote it's kind of giving um look both ways vibes and that that one kind of explored it wasn't an interactive one but we got to kind of see like two directions like with the main character who was played by lily reinhardt from uh, riverdale we got to see like these two different directions of like a pivotal moment in her life in one direction. Mm-hmm. She goes in one way uh, and then another direction. She goes in a different one. 
Um, and so you kind of see these two timelines converging at once as the movie plays out, which it was really interesting, really well done. It kind of gives me some shades of that. Um, yeah. With like that exploring the kind of concept of what if, like how one decision can change. Uh, kind of like that butterfly effect, I think is the correct term for it. Um, uh-huh. how, like one decision can change the outcome. And so it's an interesting concept. I'm just really curious to see how it works out. Um and how it's received and who knows maybe it'll be the start of something new for netflix and they'll have a ton of these coming or it might be a one-off kind of like what we saw with unbreakable kimmy schmidt's interactive special um, <laughs> yeah. but or either way whatever that should, was be, called. <laughs> should be interesting <laughs> coming at the end of the month so two gambles for netflix definitely ending august yeah. with, with one piece and choose love also two very different titles so i mean if you're looking for something different you have two very very yeah. different options um i think we we missed one i didn't write down the oh it's coming august 11th but the the one that i think of all of these that could be i mean one piece biggest potential also most likely to flop (laughs) same same uh if we're doing like what are those things called in the yearbooks uh relatives yeah there we go i was looking for it jimmy fallon uh but it's called heart of stone and it's gal gadot um action spy thriller august 11th i think this one i mean she's the star of the biggest netflix movie of all time red notice and we got another action not comedy though i wonder if that will play a role um but are you excited for that one heart of stone yeah i'm really excited for this one i i love gal gadot and red notice was great granted totally different vibes like you said that one Mm -hmm. leaned into the comedy side of the spy thriller this is very much giving dramatic um i mean it's all about like shadowy peacekeeping and stopping a hacker from stealing a dangerous weapon and so it's definitely giving more intense vibes uh but i think it's gonna be really fun definitely a really great movie I, i'm trying to think what's coming in the box office in august on like just theatrical i think this will get a limited theatrical release um as mm-hmm. well in addition to arriving on netflix but i feel like this is one that netflix feels very confident about too we've seen them promote this heavily i think they promoted it last year to doom just when it was in the early stages it was yeah. one of their central things at the to doom event in brazil this year they really leaned into it and really just heavily promoted this one um and i think it's got a lot of promotion uh, not a promotion it has got a lot of promotion a lot of potential um to hit for them and i think this is a genre netflix is seeing works well for them i mean the mm-hmm. extraction films have paid off those were kind of big action movies uh, yeah. Red Notice was a big hit. Granted, each one has had its own unique difference, but you've kind of had that underlying aspect of somehow action. This one's a spy thriller. Um, yeah. And I think it'll be probably their biggest movie of the month, maybe of the summer. Right. I think um, The Gray Man, too, was another one mm-hmm. with the Russo Bros. I think they wrote that. Um, maybe directed it, too. Uh yeah, definitely. I think it's going to be the biggest of the summer. I, Off the top of my head, I think Extraction 2, maybe The Mother is bigger than Extraction 2. I can't remember. Um, but that was like May. I don't know if that counts as summer. It counts as summer, but it doesn't really. Uh, I completely, I keep forgetting about The Mother. I have to be uh, honest. I'm so disappointed that was an action movie. You get Jennifer Lopez and we don't get a Netflix rom-com. Like, what were they doing? <laughs> yeah. Two... I hear The Mother and think like rom-com right away. <laughs> She would be, yeah. If they could get J Lo for uh, a rom com, I think that they would. I think they probably could maybe 
after the success of that one. The mother too. I don't know if that's going to happen. The stepmother. <laughs> uh, I've got lots of ideas. Uh, but uh, what was I going to say? Oh, Heart of Stone. Oh, they cloned Tyrone. I thought that was going to be bigger. Apparently it's not getting, like people aren't watching that, even though they, it's like number one. They fumbled the ball yeah. with that one. They should never yeah. have released that the weekend that Barbie and Oppenheimer time. were released. And like, what were they thinking? Like, not I, I don't know. It has been a very long time since we've seen such a hype around two very different movies, like we saw with Barbie and Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. And I think they did that movie no service by dropping it the exact same weekend when people are actually yeah. going out to theaters for the first time in forever to see these yeah. two movies. It's like you set yourself up for failure, and it's like you could have just delayed it a week, released it a week early. I, I feel yeah. like because this is one that's been in development for so long like they were talking about it to doom last year we talked about it to yeah. Doom this year maybe even to doom the year before last like i feel like it's been in development yeah. for so long and then it's... they just kind of bury it in the middle of one of the biggest box office weekends that we've had in, uh, yeah. in months that's tough yeah it's really good though i watched it sorry there's a fly flying around me but there, it was really <laughs> really good like i was very impressed we talked about it last month on the pod just like of uh, how we were excited to see all of these, uh, you know, basically super actors at this point. I think that all of them have been in like franchise leading um, roles. And so it just, it, it's a bummer. I'm hoping that that word of mouth buzz starts to help it a little bit. Um, Cause it's really, really good. Um, but yeah, I think that part of stone, I would say with Gal Gadot, I don't know. Maybe not Red Lotus. <laughs> Red Lotus. Notice. What did I say? <laughs> Red Notice. God. That's the Netflix HBO crossover we're trying to manifest. <laughs> hey, we are about to talk about an HBO show coming to. We are. <laughs> um, Unfortunately, but, not yeah, White so Lotus, but. Not White Lotus. That's going to stay on HBO Max or Max or Disney Plus or wherever it is. <laughs> it's on. It's on Max. I know where it is. Uh, but yeah, Heart of Stone. Check it out, August 11th. Um, we've got some other notable uh, titles that are coming. And I don't know. This was tailor-made for me. I feel like we got Despicable Me 1 and Despicable Me 2. Huge fan of the franchise. We've got Fast and the Furious 1 through 5, Cody. I don't know if this has ever happened on Netflix before. We usually get like 1 through 3, maybe Fast 4 thrown in there. Um, so I'm super excited about those. Ugly Betty... Uh, seasons one through four and then ballers the hbo show with dwayne the rock johnson uh seasons one through five i really don't like that show i got food poisoning one time in mexico and i it was the only english channel on the tv and it was a marathon for two days in a row i watched ballers and i will never watch another episode (laughs) i mean could the show change the hierarchy of the Netflix strategy? I don't think so. <laughs> no. I mean, The Rock was in uh, Red Notice, so there's that connection of, of yeah. that. But, uh, I think it'll be a top 10. It'll be on the Netflix top 10 for sure. I have no doubt about it. All of the things that we mentioned, I think just then, will be on the Netflix top 10. Yeah, I think fans will flock to it. I mean, it's the latest in like the line of HBO shows that are starting to come to to Netflix, of mm-hmm. course, we saw Insecure come in July. Now Ballers is coming in, in uh, August. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what could come next after these two and like what else might be in the pipeline of coming their way. We know there's <laughs> others coming. Um, but yeah, I, 
Can I can I ask you a question? Yeah. <laughs> Why do we subscribe to Max? Why is it a thing at this point? If they're selling all of their shows to net or licensing all of their shows to Netflix, like what are what is going on? If you figure out the answer, let me know. <laughs> yeah. I still am hung yeah. up on like this is my roast because it fell on the perfect day. I have loved it so many times today talking about Max. I have called it HBO mm-hmm. Max. I don't know yeah. why we dropped the name. Uh, I think HBO was your branding there. That's what recognized people. That's why people are watching your streaming service. They're they're tuning in to have access to the HBO shows. Yeah. Um, they're using Max to watch The White Lotus, to watch The Last of Us, to watch House of the Dragon. Like that's where your branding comes in. And I don't see why they dropped it. Uh, when I hear Max, I think of Max from Stranger Things, not Max the Service. So I don't know. It's a very interesting choice. I think the problem was with streaming. Not to go on a very long tangent. But the problem with streaming is there's too much of it. I think all these studios decided they wanted to get in on a streaming service, launch their own. Now we're seeing them struggle because they're losing money as studios not selling and licensing their shows to streaming services like they used to because they're putting them in-house. And so before where Netflix would pay you, I mean, what was that? At one point, what did they pay for Friends? It was huge. The Friends in the office. 400 or 500 million. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's like, you lose that by pulling it back to your own streaming service. I mean, I think I saw Peacock is getting ready to lose $3 billion this year. And it's like, I understand everybody wanted to be part of the streaming game. I think that's why, you know, it's, it was, like, it was, it was always going to happen. Like all of the studios were going to try to get into mm-hmm. this. They weren't going to let Netflix be the only one. They weren't going to let, you know, Amazon and Hulu become the the three there. But I think that's just, we're seeing that's the struggle. And that's why so many of these shows are getting pulled now from their streaming services because they're not getting any money to keep them on there. They're having to pay the money to keep them on there. Although we know they're not paying the writers and the actors. So I don't know how they're paying. It's like, it's a whole big mess, but it's just, I don't know. It feels very, it feels like there needs to be a reset. Like we will see some of these starting to fall out. I keep waiting to see what's going to be the next streamer to fall just because it doesn't seem beneficial for the studios to just put everything on their own platform when they could be selling those rights to another party and making more cash like warner brothers like they could be selling movies like the flash that flop at the box office to try to make money by having netflix pick up a deal but instead they just go right to max and it's like is anybody watching it on max probably not Mm -hmm. so we didn't go see in the i know It's like so pain. It was like so painfully obvious when this was happening. Like I remember you and I talked about it like years ago, being like, "I don't mean to like upset the powers that be, but like, how is Warner Brothers paying? Like not accepting a check for five hundred million for Friends, yet they're going to put it on their own streaming service and probably have to pay their own producers some cut." You know, someone who made that show or put the money forward gets some payment. Like, they can't just keep it. Well, maybe they don't, is what we figured out. But uh, <laughs> I thought someone got paid along the way. Uh, but I was just like, this is like, how are they just like, ah, oh, do they, are they really going to make $500 million off of Friends putting it on their own platform? Or would it be better to put it on Netflix for four years or whatever to let people watch it and then cash in on the popularity down the line? you know, with like merch and stuff like that, that they own still. Like it just, it felt like it, it makes sense. Cause it's like, yeah, what do you, eventually Netflix becomes so big and then they don't take 500, they don't pay 500 million for it. They pay 10 million because there's no other competition, 
down the line. But like in the short term, it seemed so much or like so obvious that like, oh, maybe people don't have this much money to pay for 17 different streaming services and like that be profitable for you as a company. Like whoever survives, I think it'll work. You know, I, I think Netflix, and this is probably one of the reasons that they're in no hurry to resolve the strikes and stuff is like, they are going to probably win the streaming wars, quote unquote, like who, who's best positioned? It's Netflix, Disney, and then probably Amazon. Cause they have literally so much money that like they could probably maybe Apple, but like, I no one's see talking about Apple. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. Like they I have mean, big I shows, know. but aside from like Ted Lasso, like you don't hear anybody talking passionately about an Apple yeah. original. Even though the people no. I, that do, they say they're great shows, but it's just there's right. not that same audience there. And yeah, I completely. It's it's. I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see how things go in these next several months too. I think with the strikes, mm-hmm. um, and how those will affect some of these different studios, but. Yeah, I think at a certain point, we're going to see some of them have to start folding. I mean, we've already seen it. Yeah. Some, I mean, Discovery Plus merged into Max and became just one one platform there, I believe. I don't think they're mm-hmm. still on their own thing. Maybe they are. Who knows? Um, I know there's talk of Apple could potentially buy Disney is like a rumor mm-hmm. that we've already floated by. And it's like, if that happens, what happens with Apple Plus and Disney Plus? Did they just become one giant plus yeah. sign together? <laughs> Antitrust this. laws get involved. Yeah. powers that be i don't know if would let that happen they probably would but like that's cute that would be crazy that would yeah. be like i mean disney um, already owns enough on its own like I, it's crazy to think of how much they've let disney buy over the years yeah uh, i mean because disney owns in, so much of this entertainment market yeah and they're talking about like disney selling off like spare parts for scraps or whatever like because that's like the linear tv might not be or the future all right it's like are you posturing or like do you really believe that i'm talking about bob Iger. he said some stuff <laughs> a lot of stuff yeah but yeah it's like... really interesting like it's such a weird time to be like well a human one two covering entertainment and trying to like maintain a positive attitude about anything it's like very like i don't know there's a lot of good stuff coming to netflix this month though that's where we should probably end it <laughs> I know, I know what you mean because it is. It's it's hard because as a fan of the stuff, of course you want to promote and like, mm-hmm. but it's it's definitely interesting. Like when you see the actors and the writers behind these shows that we love out there having you know fight just for fair wages and to just be paid for the work that they're doing. When you look at these CEOs' salaries, and and it definitely does not look good when they're like launching. So many of them have been. It's like, what are you thinking? Launching these like multi six-figure ai jobs in the midst of a strike where the problem is ai and it's like just look at your optics it's not very good and but if you're looking for stuff to watch and to support the actors and the writers there's a lot of good Mm -hmm. stuff coming and i feel like that is the one thing is just keep promoting them because it helps support their argument that this is the fans because if we start turning away the studios can be like look no one's watching that's why we're not paying and so uh, that's where I'm latching on. It's just, I've got to support the things that I love because that's how we can, at least in a small grain of sand picture in the big bucket, uh, promote them. So watch these shows, yeah. enjoy them, tweet about them. And, One piece, uh, yeah. August 31st. <laughs> I feel like, okay, last and before we break, we yeah. need to uh-huh. weigh in. Bold prediction. Are you team, do you think it's going to flop or do you think it's going to hit? 
I think it's going to hit. I think my gut is telling me hit because I want it to. I, I think that I've tricked my mind into to be like, this is a hit. I think it's going to work. I do think like there is a chance that like it, it 55% hit 45% flop. That's what I'm going with. It's not 50-50. I said 50-50 earlier. It's not quite there. I think that there'll be, it'll make enough people happy that it will do well. I don't think though, how do I say this? That some of the elements will connect with like normal, like I just check into Netflix every, you know, few days, like in my time off or whatever. Like, I don't think that it's going to be like that. I think it's going to be really passionate from the fans, but I don't know if it's going to be like squid game, <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 That would be hard. But even the the thing is, is like a lot of these like Netflix things, like stranger things started so small and then became massive. Same with squid game was like pretty small show becomes massive. Then they kind of look around and go, okay, what do we do next? It's like, there are there, examples of hits for netflix where they started big and got bigger i don't know <laughs> yeah i think it's gonna fall maybe i'm putting it out there because i've been i i tend to get it wrong more so i'm like trying to do reverse psychology mm-hmm. that it'll flop and it'll actually be a hit but I don't know. My gut's telling me that these fans are going to pick it apart, unfortunately, even though I I mean, I'm going to check it out and I don't even know anything about the inspire, you know, the stuff that inspired the source material. But Mm -hmm. I feel like Netflix has burned this genre too much that they're just not going to have it. Even if it is really great, I think they'll be nitpicky with it. Unfortunately, it's my fear just because they've. They've not exactly given them the win sometimes in the past with like Cowboy and some of the others. So. Yeah, I hope to be wrong, but my gut is saying this one could be a miss. Yeah, so we're running this it. tape <laughs> when we film the August episode and yeah. uh, talk about September. We'll see who was who was right. <laughs> yeah, we'll know right away. I feel like whether what yeah. we're what we're looking at, but okay. So One Piece August thirty first. Uh, thanks everyone for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.